The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 116, we're just going to look at one verse. We'll basically focus our attention on one verse today. And when you look at the context, it kind of concludes what we dealt with what I feel like is three weeks ago, but just two days ago. Psalm 116, um, it's actually verse 15. So David's been talking about all of this. He was fearful for his death because all these people coming after him. And he makes it kind of a concluding, it's almost kind of like a thought in the middle of all of this because he doesn't pass away. He does get more time. And he talks about in verse 16 through 19 what he will do with the time that God has given him, that God has allowed him to live through the people trying, whoever it was in the situation that was trying to kill him, he's allowed to live. And he says in verse 16, I am thy servant, I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Verse 17, I will offer thee sacrifices of thanksgiving. I will call upon thy name. Verse 18, I will pay vows unto the Lord in the presence and the courts of the Lord's house in the midst of thee. So he gives in the last few verses a list of things that he will continue to do as a result and because he's been allowed to live. God has saved him. He's been allowed to live and now he is living. And so he says, I'm going to continue to honor you and love you and to serve you because you gave this to us. But in the midst of this, thanking him for not taking his life and then what he's going to do after, he throws in an interesting thought in verse number 15. I mentioned two days ago that for the longest time, this was one of the more confusing verses to me, just in the aspect of what it says. So verse 15, it says this, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I remember thinking, who could find death precious? Who can see it as anything but harsh and hard? I mean, to the average person, I mean, in, you know, generally I'm thinking of the uh, unsaved world, the average person, death is, it's hurtful, it's empty, and there's no hope. I mean, the Bible tells us, again, in Psalms, that we are to sorrow, but not as those who have no hope. So we as Christians understand that there's a lot more to it. You know, as our loved one passes away and there's hope that if we have put our faith in Jesus, we're going to see him one day. And I, when I mean by hope, I don't mean I think. I, it's a guarantee. We, we know for a fact because of the assurance of salvation found in Scripture that if they put their faith in Jesus and you put your faith in Jesus, you'll see them again. So there's a level of hope. And though, although you are saying goodbye to someone you love dearly and you're moving on in life, without them. So that's still hard. And in, in the whole transition from now to whatever the new chapter in life is, is extremely difficult. So, I, but that's why when I look at this, I mean, how could you sit in a situation and say, precious, I, years ago, I sat at the, uh, at the table, at the um, hospital room, excuse me, I've been asked to come with a teenage, teenager from public school who we knew, and um, <clears throat> it was her, I, I want to say uncle, but either way, it was a gentleman, he had been on life support, and they were going to take him off that night. This person had pretty much reared this young lady. And um, she was kind of, I walked in that room, she kind of ran the home. I was just very, very impressed with, I felt bad that she didn't have more stability, but I was just impressed with this young lady and how she just, you know, may have been 17, 16, 17, just kind of ran the room. And I was just impressed with her, but we showed up. And I stood there by the death, by this bed. And what do you say, you know, to a lot of people who don't know what's next? It's a very, very hard time. And, well, you know, and it's just, it's a, you know, death's a complicated time. And I look at that, you know, I've stood by the deathbed of my own loved ones. And I ask the question, you know, 
why the pain? You know, why? And then you, you can back back and wonder, well, God, this person was so good, they were gone, but yet there's horrible people in life and you've allowed them to live. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I've seen, I've seen this, literally people who smoke and do drugs and alcohol their whole life and live old and then younger people who are healthy end up with kind of cancers they should have gotten, but they didn't do these things. And, and, and frankly, you do, you sit back and say, it just doesn't make sense. And this passage, I can't say this passage necessarily helps us to make sense of that. There is, you know, when you're ending a life, there's just so many things that are, it's just, you know, like, you know, when my father told me this, when he ended up putting his daughter in the grave because her heart had given out, it's just not natural. There's just some things that aren't natural, and that's one of them. And, and, I, and I stood by the graves of spouses. It's just, it just doesn't seem natural or fair. So it's easy to become overwhelmed. But why is it? So I'm going to just take the last couple of minutes and talk about why is it that Jesus says, precious in the sight of the Lord, the death of his saints. First of all, quickly let me explain what he means saints there, the death of his saints. See, some religions talk about the idea that a saint is someone, I won't go into all the details, but they pass away and they had to do so many good things in life. Then after they pass away, they have to do so many things, prove him that they were given, you know, were special. And then they were, the church would offer them sainthood. That's, that's not what this is talking about. When I get saved, I put my faith in Jesus. I am positionally in the family of God. I didn't do anything to earn it, and I can't do anything to take it away. So therefore, it's not that I'm good because I got to a certain point. Frankly, I'm the whole rotten sinner who's come to God and asked for forgiveness. And, and, and God has positionally impugned upon me that I'm in his family. Uh, I am positionally righteous. The Bible says you can't get to heaven without being perfect. There's no you know, I'll have sin and come short of the glory of God. So I must embrace the righteousness and the impugned righteousness of Jesus into my life. And so when God looks down on me, he doesn't see the sinful nature I really am. He sees through the blood of Jesus a righteous, a saint. All right, now, we're not saints in the realm of some other churches would see it. It's just positional. Only saints can go to heaven. And when you get saved, you become free from sin. And so therefore, you've been forgiven, not that you've been given, you know, that you're good. You've been forgiven. And therefore, God's a saint. So basically, simply, the precious inside of the Lord are those who put their faith in him. Those of us who believe in Jesus, have put our faith in Jesus, and are truly Christians, this is precious. So we understand, first of all, we're saints. And what does that help us understand, though? It helps us understand that he's not referencing just random people. He's referencing people that he knows, you know, he knows the heart, that have put their faith in Jesus, truly do, and, and have been given a guarantee from Scripture. First John, these things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. He says in Corinthians, what can separate us from the love of God? John 29, you know, my father which gave me is greater than all. No man shall pluck them out of my father's hand. We can talk about that for a long time. But there's just a list of promises in scripture about this. And so he's referencing those who have this guarantee of salvation. So when, when death comes, it doesn't, it doesn't end. It's just, it's the end of one part of my life and the beginning of the second. In fact, it's the beginning of eternity for me. So why is it precious? Well, because we're being reunited face to face with Almighty God. As far as Jesus is concerned, he's, he's going to take care of the loved ones. He's going to take care of the details. But someone that he died for, someone that put their faith in him, someone that's been following him is now coming to the end, and they're going to be seen face to face with him. And he considers it precious. And it's precious because we know that many times that person in the physical ailment they're in is being moved on to freedom. They're free from their pain. They're, they're, not, as they're, they're not carrying the older age they are. They're younger in heaven. We look at all these different things, reunite with other people. Please understand, there's a lot of things we don't understand, a lot of things we sometimes we conclude, we look at certain things, but the fact is we know that heaven is a place of no pain. We know that heaven is a place of uh, where we set aside all the grief and we're face to face with Jesus, and that's what he's saying. Precious, when, when, when our life ends, as hard as it is, 
We're reunited with Jesus and it's precious. And that doesn't always mean it's easy. That doesn't always mean it's going to be precious for those who are saying goodbye. That's why it says precious in the sight of the Lord. We're being reunited with him. Can I tell you, this is, how, this is one of the proofs of how much God loves us. <laughs> Think about it. The pain that it is bringing onto those that are being left behind pales in comparison to the joy that God is saying, one of mine is coming home. That's how much God loves us. That's how precious he sees us. You know, it doesn't fully always make a lot of sense. And frankly, it's not supposed to. We're human. We're not really supposed to fully understand every detail of the time of death or after death. We know what God has told us. There's a heaven, there's a hell. You put your faith in Jesus, you can go to heaven. If you don't, hell is where you're going to end up. It's not because God wants you there. He says he's not willing to any should perish, but all come to repentance. And that's not what he wants you to be, but that's a choice. If you choose to say no to God, then you are choosing uh, unfortunately, to go to hell. You don't have to. I encourage you, if you'd love to talk about how you can know for sure, more scripture, not my opinion, but more what the Bible says about eternity. Um, if you go to our church website, bensalembaptist.org, I believe our phone number's on there. Please feel free to call us. If I'm here, I'd love to talk to you, leave a message in my voicemail, I'll call you back. Love a chance. Or use the contact form at the bottom, send me an email with your information, I'll, I'll reach out to you. We'd love a chance to share the gospel with you if we can, to show you what the Bible says, not what church says, what the Bible says, and what God gave us in this. And I encourage you, you know, the one benefit we have is we know that with all the battles going on, even if the worst were to come, it's just the beginning of something great. It's the beginning of eternity. God is involved in every part of our life, including that end, and we can continue to find help and comfort in Him. I know this is kind of, I don't want to say a dark topic because it's part of life, but it's a truthful kind of topic, unfortunately, especially in today's day and age. But I encourage you that find hope in Him no matter what scenario you find yourself in, and realize that God loves us while we live, and even He's there at the hardest time of life. And we can find confidence in a God like that. Thanks for joining us again today. I do get apologize for yesterday, just totally blanking out. I actually looked down at my clock about 11.45, get ready to do it, realizing that I had just completely blown it yesterday. Apologize for that. I will strive better not to do that and to keep consistent at this. Again, that means tomorrow, 11 o'clock, we'll go live, and then, of course, it goes archived after that, audio podcast as well, and we hope we can use this to be an encouragement to you. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next time.